Hi, and thank you for tuning in to Compound Performance Radio. We're your hosts, Matt Domney and Kyle Dobbs. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on today's episode of Compound Performance Radio. Today with us, we have Dawson Windham. Dawson, thank you for joining us today. Um, and yeah, if you want to take a moment to introduce yourself, that'd be great. My name is Dawson. I'm a powerlifter. I have been coaching for since I was like 18 years old. That's when I started my own training business, and I started training people out of my own little hole-in-the-wall gym where I have like a squat rack. So um, I've made my entire life revolve around competing. I train in a pretty unorthodox way in comparison to how majority of powerlifters do, and I think they want me to elaborate a little bit further on that, and I'm excited to do so. So maybe they can challenge my thought process. Maybe, I, I, I don't know. But, but I might learn something through this. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I just, I recently competed at the showdown. I totaled 1894. It wasn't quite 1900. I went seven for nine. I took some big swings and it cost me a little bit, but my next meet will be the ghost clash. I will be moving up to 242. I'm a skinny boy at six one, um, weighing around 230. I want to, I want to fill it out and be a big boy and try to compete with the big boys, see what I can do. And that's my plan going into, um, you know, early 2022. So if you're a skinny boy at 6'1", 230 ish, what would you consider Kyle being 6'5", 215? Uh, he, he, he's he's <laughs> mad. I'm a skinny boy for a power. He's not trying to be the biggest, strongest boy in the way. He, yeah, I'm not going to be doing the shit he's doing, but I mean, there's different goals, you know? I, I, I like I'm how as soon, as soon as you said that, you're like, I'm, actually, I'm on this guy's podcast. I probably shouldn't shit talk him directly uh, to his face. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> his goals are different than mine. It's okay. No, he does no, whatever but, he wants but to. But it, it is very much so. Dude, if I'm, if I'm done powerlifting one day, I'm not going to be this big. It's, it's not like you're, you don't, you're not as mobile. It's not as healthy oh, yeah. for your like everything, every, indigesting so much food. You know, it's just, uh, I, I usually felt my best around 205 pounds. Like that was like my favorite, like, I don't know. My, my preferred body weight, but like, I'm, I'm going to push it for a little bit. Nah, it, I, I think that's super valid though, because I mean the, and again, like the biggest, I was never, I've never competed in any drink sports cause I'm not strong, but the, uh, the biggest I've ever been, I think is like 225 and mm -hmm. it was super uncomfortable. Like, I just like, this is like, I always mm -hmm. end up like gravitating to the mean of like 215 at some point because I'll just, I'll drop off the, the training volume. I'll drop off the food. It just, I always just feel better here. It's definitely, a I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm heavier than I've ever been. And I feel great. Everything feels really good. I guess I'm just so not big enough yet. You just got to get bigger. You just I just got to get bigger. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, well I'm 255 today, six, three. And I'm like, I feel pretty mobile. I feel like I could still do some stuff. I feel like I'm decent. So it's like, okay, cool. Let me, let me see if like my upper limit is like 300 pounds. Let's see how high I can push this before I start feeling like deleterious effects. I'm like, okay, cool. 325 is that limit for me. Let's see where we can push this. <laughs> see, see, I think like Dave Tate took that like approach to weight gain where it was like very, very rushed, like a whole, like I'm going to lather like all these, this McDonald's with fucking mayonnaise, just a dramatic amount of fat. Like it's like, if I'm going to gain weight, I want it to be in a very, very slow process like i'm not trying to like gain much fat i want to stay like relatively lean i want to be oh, like sure. much like muscle i don't know 
I, I think Dave Tate walked so we could run. I respect that man a lot. Like, I feel a lot of stuff from him. I, I, I saw uh, Close Grip Incline, JM Presses. I listen to a lot of his talk. Um, he has a very interesting perspective. I Yeah, I, know, I, I agree with that 100%. I think that's one of the, the coolest uh, kind of things that's, tra- that's kind of changing in powerlifting now is, like, I, I really kind of think it started with Dan Green, where powerlifters went, like, oh, he's, like, really lean – and really muscular he's jacked. and he's like way no. stronger than everybody else is so like maybe like, i don't have to be 40 percent body fat to be super strong uh, well i mean then there's ronnie coleman i mean he's squatting 800 pounds ranch in a squat suit and knee wraps for some reason but that's what he wanted to do like he deadlifted 800 pounds like i i think so many people think like strength and hypertrophy are like mutually exclusive goals and well i like i mean you have someone like taylor atwood or john hacks who's not like you know, the most – they don't look like bodybuilders, but they're absolutely freakishly strong. Like, the amount of force they can produce is large. So, it's not necessarily like a bigger engine doesn't always result in a faster car, but I think it can help if, if you can learn to recruit, like, the new muscle fibers. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm built to bench very well. If anything, I feel like I should be a good deadlifter. But I feel like just due to, like, being able to develop so much upper body mass, I could, like, <clears throat> you know, like, you just mus- muscle it. Like, it, it helps. You know, Dan Green being yoked out of his mind isn't going to hurt him. So some people might argue, like, being, like, so lean. Like, I've had people tell me, it's like, you're too lean for powerlifting. You need to be, like, 11 to, like, 15%. I'm like, okay, but how are we measuring body fat? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, uh, every um every test is a different result, you know? No. I mean, it's like, who, who, who knows what's best? Like, I mean, John Hack's pretty lean. Um, Ashton Ruska is pretty lean. Like usually, the people that are the best at like the top of their weight class have a shit ton of muscle on them, like as much muscle as they can fit on them in in that weight class around like the the muscles that matter: their quads, their their, their glutes, their back, their chest, you know, their arms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the absolute truth. I mean, like it's it's and it's one of those things that I have conversations with people all the time. Like we had a call, we had a con- uh, question in uh, one of our groups. Um, recently about like how to get a bigger bench and I was like how tall are you how much do you weigh and they told me their height and their weight I was like you're too small for your weight class you got to go up two and they're like but I don't I don't want to I'm like well then you're not going to be a good bencher I don't know what to tell you man like (laughs) what what do you want me to tell you (laughs) the weight gain definitely has some influence on it yeah um I think the key to getting a good bench in my opinion is just to be good at everything with every grip Like, like when I first started, it was like, I, I like got the Arnold Encyclopedia. I was like, okay, I'm going to do close grip, incline, decline, all like wide grip on all these variations, the medium grip on all these variations. So I got away from that. I was like, I'm just going to bench. And I just bent. So I got like really over specific. And now I'm like back on the very beginning end where I'm like, I'm going to do all these variations. And, uh, you know, like I, I've laid a good foundation with my bench technique. And I think like doing all that and like kind of, I, like my, my triceps were weak for a little bit. So I started hammering like a lot of tricep work. Like I tried to find the things that I was pretty much terrible at. And then I just made my programming revolve around doing the things I pretty much sucked at instead of like, like I was really good at board presses. I could board press like 518, but I couldn't bench five plates. So why am I doing a board press? Like if I can get like something like, if I can do close grip with like, you know, 325, which is like what was 67, 65, I'm guessing percent and get get like a benefit out of that and be able to have like potential to grow from that weak link. I know that term like triggered the internet the other day when squat you used it, but I actually agreed <laughs> with his standpoint. Like that's where I like, 
I, I, I don't agree with a lot of things he says. Like, he's like, oh, loaded lumbar flexion bad, or maybe I'm taking that out of context. Someone might come at me about that. But, You're not taking like, it out of context. No, those are just, that is probably I mean, a direct quote. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, and I mean, I, I, no I, I, listener, I just want to let you know, nobody who listens to this podcast is going to ever come to the defense of squat you, so you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I mean, like, but, but what he said about, like, the pistol squat the other day, I mean, I said I was going to train them. I haven't started yet, but I'm planning to. He was talking about, like, how, like, if, if you're whether you're a 200 to a thousand pound squatter 100 to a thousand pound squatter you know the post i'm talking about yeah yeah i remember which one. Oh, it's like you have the quote unquote wink link that could be addressed i want to hear your thoughts on that as well but i, I thought i thought there was some truth to it and and some point from the fact he was like everyone's like oh well i bet ray williams can't do like a pistol squat but i'm like but what if he like trained it and did it to a stopper and then did it to a stop like a lower stopper over time like i, I imagine that would be like a very like a low risk investment that could potentially have like a high return for like his rooting of his feet in the ground, like stability of the hips, stability of the knee, like so maybe maybe even aid in like his ankle mobility since he's such a bigger guy. I know a lot of times like bigger guys like that like struggle to get depth, you know. Um, it's, it's like everyone has like strengths and weaknesses. It's not it's not saying that the person's overall is weak. They just have something like an, an opportunity for improvement, you know. That, that's more what? so how I, I he, he probably he definitely like words it in a way to make it like so like to get a reaction so everyone yeah. reposts it I mean it's marketing but you know that's I think what the problem with most people that most people have with him is is it's not mm. like a lot of the, like a lot of the messaging that you get on social media in general is marketing and it's all and that's all it's about and like all he said was like the the thing that he said the i think triggered the most people was that like it's not impressive unless you can do this single leg squat oh. it's like that's not a good point to uh, okay make. so that, that, that's, that's <laughs> like your personal opinion doesn't really mean shit if you have right so it's, but, a, it's like, like, like so to say ray williams squat isn't impressive because he can't do a pistol squat oh, right it was like the one where he said where like a guy who squats 650 with a slight hip shift is less impressive than uh, a guy who squats 500 in perfect uh, form it's like that's dumb. Like, I am and that's Mr. B, bro. Yeah. Like, I was talking to Dan Grigsby the other day. He flew out to a seminar I did with Shane Hunt and uh, Julius Maddox in Miami. And he was like, he was talking to me about, about all these hip and bounces. Great. This is just my bias. He was talking about doing all these mobility things to fix it. And I'm just like, dude, you're trying to pick up like a thousand pounds off the ground. Yeah. Like, that's a very high. That's a very high demand for your hips. I don't think your hips are very off. I think you just have a very daunting and very physically hard task in front of you. So that's a very yeah. high demand on your hips. I was like, instead of like doing all this mobility, like you get in position fine, why don't you just like train your hips a little bit specifically? Yeah. And like, you know, and he, he like looked at me, he was like, huh. It's like for muscular imbalances, everyone's like, if I just do this stretch or I have this, this mm -hmm. so ride or this special belt or the special gadget that this person's selling me like i can fix it. it's like dude like why don't you just like do like dumbbells like yeah. we're, we're doing do like a single leg squat or a single leg leg extension or like right that, yeah it's like have you tried using a machine and they're like why yeah. would i want to do that yeah, well <laughs> even if you don't have a fucking machine you can do it like you can do a single arm prx row or a single right. arm like yeah. you know like single arm dumbbell fly whatever single arm dumbbell press one of the things that we say a lot is, you know, passive interventions will will rarely lead to active solutions or loaded solutions, yeah. right? Because yeah. you you have different task demands, right? Like you said, like 
going through and, and trying to do like passive mobility work when you're trying to deadlift a thousand pounds, like there's, there's literally no similarities in that actual demand at all. Like you might None. be working on the same muscles, but like that, that's a, that's a demand that, you know, that person needs to work on. Like, I think you put it in, entirely how I would phrase it as well as yeah. like specific strength, like choose better accessories. Yes. Like get you know fill in gaps you know bro it was it was mind blowing listening to him because he's probably he, I I consider him probably the, the strongest deadlifter on the planet him and oh, him and Jamal hands down so, yeah 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 he he had a thousand right there at lockout I was yeah. talking to him and he was like we had a seminar he just flew he like he, we were even planning on having him come to talk with us and uh, I was like yo you can like help people out like it'd be pretty useful for them to have their, your insight he's like well I've never really done pause deadlifts or banded deadlifts. I don't know how to teach anyone any of these things. I don't know if I'm good to coach you. I was, just put, I was like, that doesn't mean you don't know how to teach someone how to do this. If anything, yeah. that just told me all that shit is unnecessary. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's I, like, I, just, I, just, I just fucking learned something. I just, you just maybe reevaluate my life a little bit. Like, yeah, like, especially with him because it's like, oh, well, what, what happened? You competed in 2019 took two years off because you joined the military. Then your first meet back, you fucking nearly locked out a thousand pounds. Like, okay. I like you, you definitely know what you're doing and your shit is on point because like you are one of the strongest humans of all time. <laughs> Even though that's like a hundred percent true, the way this man carried himself, he like, he like asked me to teach him how to bench. He listed like, he like heard me out completely. It was very coachable. Yeah. Um, it was mind blowing to see. Like when I talked to him about the hip imbalance thing, he, you know, I was just like, oh, just train your hips and like work them individually if you want to address that. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. Like he, he was just so, I don't know, it was, it was, it was dumbfounding to, to me to see that this man, like the way he just like so casually walked up and pulled like 717 warming up the entire room. Like I've seen people be like, like mind, but the, the room laughed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten years of lifting, I've never seen someone pick the weight up so heavy so fast that people yeah. like laugh as a response. It was hilarious. Well, I mean that that I'm seems cold. to just be the one of the one of the things that I always hear. Um, just from like like working with other coaches and working with other lifters, is it seems that the the more intermediate somebody is the less coachable they become and the more advanced they are the more coachable they are i don't think that has anything to do with it i, I, I know a lot of people at the high level and they're so fucking good you can't tell them a damn thing that's true and it doesn't they've accomplished so much they're stronger than you it's like i it's like i haven't deadlifted a thousand pounds how am i supposed to tell you how to deadlift a thousand pounds <laughs> you know and somewhat then there's some validity to that like why, yeah. why do you want to take advice from someone who's never done the thing you're trying to do but at the same time like you you could learn from anyone it's just trying to like weave and bob and like what makes sense to you and like maybe like i don't know if that makes sense like it's like you know, now with social media, it's so fucking crazy on how many different, like, exercise theories get put together and how much, like, knowledge spreads so dramatically fast. I remember when I was like, kids don't even realize how fucking lucky they are. I would start out at Extreme Fitness. No, this was when, um, this was the time you were talking about when you, like, took a shot of meth in Jack 3D and went and yeah. uh, for, for a 40 working set on hammer strength machines with god-awful yep. form using way heavier weight than you should, yep. you know? Like, that, that, that was, like, the golden era is what we should Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember some dude gave me, like, the Arnold Encyclopedia, and I was like, this is it. This is no one will ever touch me. <laughs> you know, like, that was the holy grail of information. Now I get on YouTube and I'm like watching Dorian Yates like walk through numerous people through like personal training sessions, being able to like pick anything I want from him. And then I can do that with pretty much 
a large majority of people I, I, i'm sad that we missed some people i wish i could look at um some of tommy kono's training mm-hmm. like I, w- I would love to be able to find videos of him doing jefferson curls knees over toes guy told me there was a picture of it and he was like you should train these i was like okay bet but i just trusted him because i, I was like i was like i, I knew how to I've weaved and bob with the, um I don't know why I'm saying weaves and bob. I, I've been trained like the the new ranges, so I wasn't necessarily scared of it. I was like, I know how to introduce this to my body mm-hmm. in a very slow, low, like slow progression with expressing humility and patience, so I can my body can adapt to it. You know, um, I can understand why people get like turned off by the stuff because I feel like some people might see it and like go just try to do it without do expressing any of that. And just like blow this shit, like try to try to do like a loaded astrograph foot squat the first time they do it, you know, it's like, uh, then it's, it's probably gonna cause you some some issues. But like, if if you like, it's like trying to do a nor like trying to do Nordic curls. Some days that would like even hurt like the back of my knee. The whole goal in my training is I like if I'm giving it to someone, I don't want anyone to ever be in like any pain or discomfort. Now I want to work through that. Like throughout like my knee recovery, I had a knee surgery maybe. 13 months ago was the bucket handle mm-hmm. meniscus tear. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably didn't walk for like eight weeks. I, I didn't really have any pain, like uh, adding in the knee over toe stuff. Um, whenever I, whenever I did, like I listened to like, um, the doctor on when I was like cleared to do it. Cause I mean, you have to respect the soft tissue the first few weeks before you can really start, um, training or whatnot. But it was like, how do I say this? If you if you just introduce it with such like low level regressions and just you like consistently do it over a long period of time, the body is per- capable of adapting to pretty yeah. much anything. And I'm so comfortable with these vulnerable. Like I'm doing guillotine presses with 250 pounds the other day. There's just no spot, and some dude looked at me like, "What is the purpose of that?" And it's like the same same idea as the Jefferson curl. Like if I'm ever right. benching heavy with like 500 pounds and my elbow flares up and I'm in that dog shit position like I'm going to be somewhat trained for it so hopefully my shoulder doesn't get completely destroyed where most people look at me and they're like you can destroy your shoulder doing that and I'm like well the goal is the, the opposite like yeah. I mean there, so there is some risk you like, would destroy if, your shoulder doing yes, this if you try yeah. doing what I'm doing but I, but yeah. I, for me, me being 250 pounds like I that's yeah. that's that's like 49 percent for a set of five yeah, is that for like my top set after working up to it for like a few weeks. So I mean, so like 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 it's like a, it's like skinny. It's like a relative term, rel- relative yeah. thing. Like, um, no, I, I think that's out of all we- of this though, you're missing the most important thing, which is how can you fix all of my issues right now without me having <laughs> to do yeah. anything? Do anything? Yeah, I, yeah, can't, I don't want to do I, anything. I yeah, I tell people I, red pills. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and that's why people, people think I'm a fucking asshole or they love me for that reason. Yeah. Like, your, that's, what, that's how it is, bro. Your AMAs are actually one of my favorite things because people like legit just, I don't know if they're trolling you, but, it, but it's like nonstop like, hey, I really love your program. Can I like change half of it or, or <laughs> I whatever? Just, I can't have my comments back another day. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, and I gotta be getting trolled at this point. That's why I don't answer a lot of them. But sometimes I'm like, I can't tell. And I don't want to be an asshole to people if they just genuinely don't know. Because I know some of this sounds like really easy to me because I've been doing it for so long. But then at the same time, I'm like, am I wasting like, my time? Like fucking being like responding to this? Like, should I, should I focus on a different question? Like, It's like yeah. every, every time it's like people are like, hey, if I do your program, can I only do like three of the days? Yeah, you can just co- yeah. totally go coach yourself too. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. Just, just, 
And that's, that's really how it is, though. Like, it, it, but the thing is, I'll have kids walk up to me at the gym and ask me questions that that's silly, mm-hmm. what, what we consider to be so silly. Yeah. And they're, they're dead ass serious. I had a kid walk up to me in the middle of the workout the other day. He didn't introduce himself at all. He seemed hesitant to walk up to me. He was kind of scared. I had my headphones on. And he looked at me and he, he just, he was like scared to speak. And I was like, stop. He was like, tell me what to do. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, what do you mean? He said, just, just, just tell me what to do. I was like, ah, uh, like, like oh, I, he was man. just in my hands to take care of at that point. Like, that's, that's what I feel like most people want. I was like, all right, bro, let's, like, let's just like, let's just like squat, like stick to, stick to barbells and eat meat and take creatine and yeah. <laughs> go, go, and, and go, go for walks, like yeah. eat go drink a bunch of water. Yeah. yeah. Try to sleep a little like, bit in there. Like, you know, it's. Yeah, you just work hard. You got it, buddy. Like, <laughs> but, but, but it's like, they, they don't even, I don't even feel like most people even know what they want to ask. Some people, I feel like they just want, like, sometimes I just like, they just want to interact or have like a, mm. a conversation or I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super interesting, but I, I think even going back to like the, the ranges of motion, because, you know, even in your intro, you know, you talked about a little bit of like an unorthodox training style and you're doing like a lot of the, the, the KOT stuff, which I've done a lot of in the past too. And, and I think one of my big things that I would always tell people is it's like, you know, kind of what you're saying is the inability to access those ranges of motion is way more detrimental for people yeah. than like training yeah. those ranges of motion. Yeah. And when, you, yeah. when you see people like, you know, in pain trying to train them, it's almost always like just load management issues. Like, yeah, like yeah. you're, you probably shouldn't do that front foot elevated full range of motion uh, split squat with 135 on your back for the first time you ever do it. You probably shouldn't yeah. Jefferson curl 200 or 10 yeah. to the first time you ever do it. People don't realize that like more range of motion means more work. So it's yeah. literally more fucking difficult for that reason. It's like, it's like, do you think you can deadlift like off of like a 10 inch deficit the same you can from the floor? No. So if you're adding 10 inches of range of motion to a, to an exercise or a joint that where it's never been trained, especially through a range that's never been used in, why do you mm-hmm. expect to have strength there? It is such a silly thought. And it's like you're – and like how I was talking about the soft tissue has to be respected. That, that really, like, applies to these, like mm-hmm. – you saw that video of the dude doing the sissy squats with the 45 or a yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that was a load management issue. The way I see that, like, I've yeah. seen people use that machine, and they would, like, go all the way to their, like, shoulders mm-hmm. touch the ground. Pretty much what he was doing was, like, a, what I would consider, like, a half squat, yeah. you yeah. know? with more load than he should be using and then he went a little bit lower in that half squat and then his knee was not trained for for yeah. that position and that's where he got fucked but if he went all the way to the floor to say to a position he possibly could have went any lower perfected that full range and then slowly introduced load i don't think he would have had that problem if anything he would have had pretty fucking strong knees but it's because he did he you know, you want to rush it. It's like everyone wants to add load to things so yeah. fucking fast. And I get it because if you like, you probably, when you see someone doing it, it spikes their interest. It's probably someone doing some cool shit. You know, you're probably seeing someone like, I saw these over toes guy doing like ATG split squats with like 225 when I couldn't fucking walk. And he's like, yeah, I've had knee surgeries. I'm like on fucking crutches. I'm like, damn, you know, I, I, I want to do that. Like I, my, my knees can be that strong again, like possibly, like I, I was struggling to go down fucking steps. It was humiliating. I'd have people like, I'd have my mom like help carry my fucking ice bucket around so I could like ice my knees at first. Like it was just, 
Oh, it was fucking miserable. I'd have to I'd thank God I had people help me load my weights. I was doing Larson press out in the fucking ass. Uh, all day I, my, my, my arms are probably bigger than my legs to like a point of that because i couldn't like train my leg at all like it was probably two 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 weeks after my injury um before i got the surgery and then eight weeks before i could walk again so there's definitely some atrophy but i was my arms were probably just, bigger than my left leg at that point getting jacked. <laughs> i mean that's, that's that just really comes down to one of the things that i think most people in fitness need is just a basic understanding of physics which is just the equation of work is force over distance and it's like uh, like there's the distance component and as soon as you increase the distance the, the a total amount of work is going to change and the total amount it's of force more. exerted is also going to change right mm -hmm. I mean, and there's something else about those like the thing is whenever you're getting in those very 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 bottom like what, what i consider to be a most plinking position like i i think there's an agreement what where how do i explain this like in John Meadows, as an example, you know how he used to do those partial side laterals with extremely mm -hmm. heavy weight? He was, he was overloading the most length and position of the side delt. I know the hypertrophy coach is big on that, say for like, say like long range for biceps. You like lay on like an incline bench, you're doing incline um, dumbbell curls with your arm behind you. That's linked in for the bicep. For the quad, it would be like ATG split squat. Like I think the most length and position is like, I think that's where like the most opportunity for hypertrophy, lies and i think that's where you usually get like the most like to strengthen the joint the most like i was doing like french presses with like 165 with like full range of motion the bar mm -hmm. touching the back of my collarbone i didn't have any elbow pain and everyone's like oh well if you bend your elbows you're gonna destroy your elbows like you don't you're not supposed to be i'm like okay well if the knee is it works the exact opposite and the elbow is the same you know single function joint like i i don't imagine it to be that different but it's like i think you're like same thing like if you were like to not Go all the way down. Like say you only train like half a rep, like a skull crusher. Like your arm can't really reach that full arm bend. So when you go to like a French press, you can get that full depth every single time, and it's very consistent. You know, you're training the joint through a full range of motion. I think that gives. I, I don't know. I think that's something for the joints where they just like they almost kind of decompress at the very bottom, and then then they they just adapt better. They get stronger, and also minimize the load, like total load that you have to work with because you are using. Um, such a large range of motion, which is more work, so it usually requires more humility. So I look at it like, if I can get like more out of a little, especially in this long-term game of things, with me being 23 years old, I've already had one knee surgery. I don't want to get fucked again, you know. That that set me back a year, and that was not like while. And while I was set back, everyone else is getting better. They're getting smarter. They're training harder, and that that just ate me alive. So like, I don't want like I I think it's intelligent to do um for, for, for like a preventative measure that's like what majority of my train is but i also think from like a hypertrophy standpoint it's like really beneficial just from all those bodybuilding standpoint but bodybuilders but then like even like from a powerlifting standpoint mike Tashir, the guy from uh, mm -hmm. rps he always talks yep. about how like the bottom range of motion and strength is rarely ever wasted you know like if you think about where a squat is the hardest a bench is yeah. the hardest it's usually you know, like, um, the squat's going to be the hardest, like, I think, like, in the hole. Like, that's where you – I don't want to say the hardest. That's where it's the most vulnerable is what I should say. Um, and it, it probably is the hardest if you, like, don't train full range of motion the entire mm -hmm. time. I, I guess that's more like an individual-dependent thing. But, like, I, I think being strong out the hole is never going to be, like, a bad idea. You know, like, I think being very strong in that very bottom position – and just having your joints, your connected tissue, everything adapted to that. Like, I think that's a very um, smart thing to do.
Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, no. it's said principle at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like, it's, you stress the positions that you're vulnerable in. I, I also think even like going back to the elbow thing with the triceps, like a lot of people like mid range for most people is the most like stress on a, on a joint. Like, cause you're not, you're not utilizing stress reflex, like stretch reflex yeah. at all at that point. Right. You know, so yeah. it's like, cause I always see like the skull crushers is such a good example because I literally saw it at the gym today when I was training and there's a guy like doing dumbbell skull crushers. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's barely hitting 90 degrees at the elbow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's gotta hurt. And, he, and he's complaining about his elbow hurt. And it's like, man, if you just like went from 25s to 20s and touch those <laughs> dumbbells to your, to your shoulder and then push them back up, it, it, like it would feel silly... so much better. <laughs> like I'm yeah, just people look at me them. like I'm crazy for doing it, but it's like, what, what muscle extends the, the fucking forearm from here to here? Yeah. What muscle extends the elbow? It's like, well, it's not a tricep. Then what is it? Like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like, of course it's tricep. It's just more tricep and a, and a more lengthened position that you're avoiding, which is like, is people get upset about That's potential. That's opportunity for growth. That's opportunity to get better. That's something to be excited about. Like, I don't know. That's how I see it. And dude, I, I definitely had, like, I even had clients with, I was like, want to wear elbow sleeves all the time for bench. Great, I do give, like, a shit ton of bench volume. We do squat lower bar. Um, so that, that comes with it. But, like, as soon as we started doing, like, deep elbow bench for the dips, for the close grip bench press with, like, the two fingers on smooth and having them strong with, like, the fucking, the, the close grip incline, that deep arm bend. His elbow issues have gone away. Along, we we trained wrist extensors. There's some other things we've like gone along, done, done in it. So it's like hard to say like what specific variable did what. But like from 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 from, from the trends that I've noticed, the the deep arm bend is pretty much like gone hand in hand with the deep knee bend for joint health. Mm, yeah. You know, shocker. Like, <laughs> it's uh, mind blown. It's just, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, but, but it really is because it's I, I think the, the other salient point that you put out is like it's I think there's a lot of ego involved and, and this isn't powerlifting even with me it's more human nature. It's, it's just it's fitness. anybody anybody in yeah. the gym right there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of ego involved in the weight you're lifting right and it's it's very hard for people to take a step back and lower the weight and, and go through that full range of motion because it, it is a little soul crushing the first time you do it where you're like, wow, I just decreased my load by like 40% and it feels harder. Like that, yeah, I, that I hurts a mom. lot of people's feelings real quick but, where they're just but, like, but it's like, it builds your ego back so much. Faster. Oh, if you, if like, you stick with if it, you, if you actually do it. Yeah. Like I, I started with like, you know, I mean, I, I, I like maybe like two, 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 three, two to three months ago, I started like French presses with like 45 pounds. You know, like I started at an empty barbell. Like it's just, it like it's just like, I think so. It, I think the problem is people start like way too high, too fast. Mm-hmm. Like start low, low, and give yourself room to grow, and you can feel it out each week. Like it's not like every week I've done it perfectly, but if I've like gone heavy, like one week I can be like, damn, my elbow's felt a little bit sore. The next week I'm probably gonna be like, okay, I need to adjust something. I need to slow down. I need to address my ego. I need to back off on the weight, or maybe warm up a little more maybe maybe i don't something you know maybe maybe higher quality reps you know yeah i I actually had an experience with that i went to uh, a buddy of mine's wedding up in new hampshire and the only gym that was anywhere nearby was a planet fitness so i went to planet fitness uh to train um I did not. There was they were doing bagels, so it was I, I did get my pre workout bagels in, which was good. Um, so that was great. But 
uh, when I was training there, like there was this, this older dude that was next to me when I was doing like bicep curls. And I'm, I'm literally doing like tempo curls with 25 pounds, going through full range of motion, getting a lot, like, like, like a lot of, like a lot of work done with like 20 pounds. And this dude just like looks over at me, puts down his thirties and grabs his fifties. And then just does like this, eh, 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 and then puts him down and like, looks at me and I'm like, cool man i'm bigger than you so i don't really give a shit what you're using <laughs> one of the gyms i worked at in new york and, and i think every every public gym probably has this guy but there is always a guy like in his 50s that was doing not even half rep curls like probably quarter rep bicep curls with like 80 pound dumbbells like getting yeah. getting maybe like 15 degrees of like elbow flexion just like mm almost like a shrug with, position bro yeah like, like a like a shrug <laughs> with an elbow with a little bit of an elbow extension and just grunting away every time and it's like we had like two guys at this gym and it's like you knew was when they he in. wearing a belt the whole time there are no belts but that oh that, damn belts hmm. with curls might fit that stereotype too a little bit not the stupid would of course <laughs> not not the not to be that person, but that, that might be something that would be uh, applicable in that scenario. But man, I, we might, I mean, we've kind of already broached on it, but I think we can probably go into the, the question, Matt. So we I have one, we one scripted question. Dawson. We always, always lure people into the podcast, say we have no scripted questions. And then we're like, hey, and look, we have one. one scripted we question. Got, we got yeah. one. We, just we got, got one. one. <laughs> um, so our only scripted question that we have for you, Dawson, is what do you see in training in the fitness field, in powerlifting or whatever, wherever you want to go with this stuff? Yeah, like, coaching. Coaching, anything. anything. What do you see that just like really pisses you off like the most? You know, I get really upset with how negative the fitness industry in a whole is, but I really don't think it's the fitness industry as much as it's just human nature. Um, Sean Roden, like he, him passing, the man just died, and everyone wants to talk trash about his accusations. Yeah. Granted, they're serious accusations. I'm not trying to belittle them, but the man lost his life. Um, it just seems, and it's like anytime someone like starts, starts talking shit on someone, everyone wants to take all their misery and just dump it all on mm. their plate. Or if they catch someone on a bad day, which yeah, all of us have because all of us are fucking human, it's like, hey, let me let me expose this person, but then it'll get views. It's just like, oh, uh, I just uh, well, let's, let's just. I, I wish it was just like really the community. I like the the part of the community is like, let's just get better. Let's just focus on working on the things we suck at, getting stronger, stacking our bread. You know, um, it's not necessarily like one one specific thing people say or do, or as much as it's just like the. I don't know. Everyone wanting to dump it on someone else's plate as soon as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wish we could do better than that. But granted, yeah. I've probably done it too at times where I was overwhelmed and I was, I was feeling like shit. And, you know, I mean, everyone's an asshole at times, depending on when you catch them. So, like, I had a kid walk up to me the other day when I was benching. I'm trying to do, like, these timed rest periods in between my, my sets of bench. And I'm, like, getting around my top sets. I have, like, 30 seconds to do a set and this dude I'm like getting wrapped up and this kid walks up to me and he, his opener he's like I don't speak very good English but I'm interested in inquiring about one of your programs can you help select one help me select one and it, it, the way he was communicating it was I don't want to I don't want to call it broken but it, it took him some some it was, it was, this 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 situation was going to require patience 
you know, and I, in time. And I, I didn't feel like I had, I was like, dude, I will get with you in like one moment. Like, I, I gotta go, I'm on the clock. Like, you know, I just like put my wraps on. Like, he might've thought I was like a fucking dick or like, I, I, I might've like came, I was hyped up. I might've came off like aggressive too. I don't, I didn't mean to. I was just like, hey, like I gotta fucking, you know, I, I, before I left, I was like, hey, here's, here's, here's my best program. I like gave it to him, but I felt bad. I like cut him off. I was like, you can just have this. I didn't care. I was like, you, you, you can run this, but it's like, I, I don't know. It all depends on like when, when you catch someone, what they're doing, what they have going on, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably pretty, uh, pretty decent lesson for life outside the gym as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And outside, like you said, I think there is a lot of human nature there, you know, and that's yeah, something absolutely. that like is is much that because i i'm never i try to never be one of those people that like disparages social media too much because i think social media has actually done a ton for the industry it, it allows yes, it, like, it, does. it, it we, allows me to have a job it allows us to have yeah. reasons allows us to have all this spread of information but it's, it's not a social media problem it's a human nature problem and i think that's a lot of the problems in society and i think that's everyone wants to blame other people and it's like yo like like trash is an example like what the fuck do we do with it you know, like yeah. we, it was just more of us accumulating, more of us just consuming more and more. We got like tra- a trash island floating through like randomly in the, the ocean or like how Elon Musk was talking about like fucking world hunger. They were like, you can solve it with this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, I'll do it. Show me your plan. You know, like yeah. it's not it's like a lot of the problems we have aren't just things like fucking money can be thrown at and like mm-hmm. some superhero is going to come and save us. It's something like someone, some super genius or some kid somewhere that's passionate about the solution or us collectively as a community is going to have to like come together and figure something, I don't know, something yeah. out instead, like instead of like, yeah, man. existence is weird, man. Being a human is hard. I understand. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a, lot, a lot of shit going on. That might be the title of the podcast. Existence is weird. <laughs> Existence is weird. Being, Being a, human a human is hard. hard. <laughs> it is, man. No, I, it I is hard. We're, we're coming up on, on our hour here. Um, where can everybody find you? <laughs> you want to be found? Um, I, I post a little bit on YouTube, not so much. If you just look up my name on there or on Instagram, it's just Dawson Wyndham. My website is www.teamwindham.com if you're interested in any of my programs to help you train some of these vulnerable positions like I am. Um, if, you, if you're interested in my program, everyone asks me questions. I literally post my training, literally videos. I, I put my caps in every single rap I'm doing. So um, if you just look at that, you can probably figure out like a large majority of the stuff I'm going to have you do because I don't, I don't have people go do a bunch of nonsense. I, it's usually just stuff I've done that I know is going to work, which is, which I think is what everyone does. They, they grab it. They, they have their own biases due to their own experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but that, that, those are my experience and those, that's my bias. So if you want to, you try, try, try looking way the, the, the Dawson way. Yeah. So if you can come, come along, I, I would appreciate it. And I, I, I appreciate y'all guys for having me on, dude. I love your knees. I, I enjoyed talking. It was a blast. Awesome, man. Yeah, thank you very much for, for joining us today. This was great. It was a, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for tuning in to Compound Performance Radio. If you liked this episode, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and drop us a review. We'll see you next time.